Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So where have we been? We haven't recorded a So You Want to Be a Podcaster podcast for a bit, and there is a good reason. Uh, Both Colleen and I have had some health and travel things going on. I have been, well, I had one of the worst couple of weeks of my life going through some medical issues, having an emergency procedure that was not comfortable at all. And because of that, we just were not able to do some podcasting because of different things like that. And this happens as a podcaster. And so we got to take that into account sometimes. This is why it's beneficial to record in and have a backlog right well and and we did um so really back in may and we kind of been trading off who, who's having other <laughs> things going on back in may you had a really big trip to the philippines you came back from that and i left <laughs> on a really big trip with my husband for a few weeks and then I've I've been having health issues, and then also in the last few months, um, my husband and I have moved in with my parents because my father's health has um, not been very good, and for some other reasons. And we're actually selling our house right now, and then my parents selling their house, and then buying a house with them together so that we can help care for my parents. So, and then Andrew had his health issues. I'm I'm in the middle of treatment for. Um, some health issues. And so just a lot of stuff. But you know what I love about podcasting is that even, you know, once we get all that squared away, even if we aren't feeling very well, you know, in an evening, because sometimes we record, we've recorded when you weren't feeling well, Andrew, or when I wasn't feeling well. Um, But we're sitting in the comfort of our own home. And it's something we can do. We don't have to run out to the studio. We can sit in our pajamas, record a podcast. I am in my pajamas. So am I. So there you go. Internet link established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rap Report and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and Chief Administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. Well, welcome back. I am your co-host, Andrew Rappaport of The Rap Report. And today what we want to talk about is show notes. We want to talk about the importance of show notes. Different apps handle those show notes differently, but there are differences you could do between a blog post and a description. The importance of your RSS feed, and then we're going to wrap up with some examples for you to go check out. So, Colleen, show notes are a pretty important thing to people, aren't they? You know, I don't 
I, I think they're important to some people and not to others. So, but I think that they're important to have and to do well because they are important to some people. I know that sometimes when I'm looking at, um, looking for a podcast episode to listen to. And there's some podcasts where I don't listen to every episode. I just, you know, pick and choose. I will go through and the title might tell me a little bit, but then I'll click and read the show notes because I want to know more before I invest the time. So I think it's important to have good show notes. And as we're going to talk about, so depending on what sort of podcast you're listening to, sometimes you want resources that are talked about. And I will often say, hey, I heard about such and such on this podcast. You'll find that with a lot of Christian podcasts, theology podcasts. And you think, I want to be able to find that book that was mentioned in the podcast. You go to those show notes to find that. So show notes can be a great resource for people to go and check out more information from what they're hearing, or it could be, hey, this is where I got my information that I'm giving to you on my podcast, and here's where I got it, so you can go back to the source. I'm going to give an example of one that used to do that wonderfully, but there's another reason. Not only is it great for people to know details about the podcast they're going to listen to, If you have a website that you're trying to get people to notice so that they find your podcast, there is an SEO value in good show notes. If you have good show notes and more detail to them, then that helps in your SEO. SEO is search engine optimization. This is how Google and Yahoo and others will find your website when people put in keywords. So the more show notes you put in, hey, that's great. But as we're going to talk about in a bit later, that adds to your feed size and can be a no-no. So there's a balance there. But there, it is important because, as Colleen said, it helps the users, their listeners, to know what it is they're going to hear. If you're someone like me, a lot of times when I have a podcast that has really good show notes, I'm reading the show notes as I'm listening because it's going to help me to know what they're about to talk about, find out the resources. But for SEO value, it's going to help others find your podcast. I will give a plug. If you're looking for learning how SEO works with podcasting, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity of Podcast has a course on podcast SEO, and I think he's revamping that soon, so that would be a good thing to check out. But the thing is, is that you could put in tons of show notes, and some of the apps may act a little bit differently. Now, have you noticed this on on different, because you, Colleen, use a lot of different apps as I do. Have you noticed show notes act differently sometimes? Yeah, not only that, but I did kind of a a unofficial survey in regards to my own podcast and I talked to some of my listeners and about two different things, what they saw in whatever app that they used and then also if they looked at the show notes. And first of all, if they looked at the show notes, some people said, "Oh, I go right to your website, I listen." to the episode with the show notes open. When you mention something, I click on it. I want to see it right then. So there's people that are very devoted. There's some people that said, no, I never, ever, ever listen to it. I never look at the show notes. Um, and then in, and then what I found is that um, on some 
of the apps, the hyperlinks will come through and you can click right from the app and it'll take, so for instance, if I mention an article by Michael Horton on Theology Gals and I put a link in there and on some apps, they're going to be able to go right in the show notes in in the app, click on that link, it's going to take them to the web page. Um, but then there's some apps where it's not going to, it's just going to have the words there, but it's the link isn't going to work. And, and the other thing I've seen too is that sometimes, you know, we'll have spacing and things like that that we'll have right on the website. And sometimes on some of the apps, it'll be all crunched together and not look very pretty. But I'm not sure there's much you can do about that. Well, one thing you can do is to download all these different apps, as I have, and I encourage you to do as a listener, Download these different apps so that you can look at how your show notes show up and maybe you want to make corrections. Let me just list off some apps that you want to make sure that you have on your smartphone or whatever you might have. If it's an iPhone, it's cool. If you have one of those Android thingamabobs, just throw it in the trash and get another. Yeah, and Andrew's an Apple person. I'm an Android person. He likes to give me a hard time, especially because I don't have a very good phone right now. But it's not because it's Android. I'm not going to say why <laughs> it is. Um, trying a new route with the budget phones didn't work well for me. Um, but um, the Galaxy S series, unless you've tried it, you can't say anything, Andrew. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm trying to get my hands on a Galaxy S10. So... Yeah, I, I, I'll just stick with my iPhone. So here's some different apps you can you can get and you should have. You should have Apple Podcast if you're on an iPhone, Google Podcast if you're on an Android. Now, by the way, you can get both of those on the web and they have apps that you can see how the, each other looks even if you don't have those. So Overcast, CastBox. I use Downcast. I love it. Not very popular. Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Those are just some of the apps that you want to have. And the reason being is not only so that you know that your podcast is actually downloading on all those. I'll give you an example. My podcast is not downloading on Downcast until a day later. I don't know why I'm trying to work with them on that. So apps work differently and the show notes will show up differently. I recommend you go and subscribe to your podcast on all of those so you could see how your show notes are showing up and you could see that your podcast actually shows up on them. It's a good thing to do. So let's talk about the difference between blog posts versus descriptions. Now, a blog post, many people do a podcast, and their podcast is actually a blog post. And in the description of the blog post where people would put the blog article, that's actually what shows up in the show notes for their podcast. Now, there's different tags you can use in iTunes and others so that you have a description separate from that. But for the most part, most people who don't play with those tags just use the description in their blog post as the show notes. Now, there's some advantages and disadvantages. If you want to get good SEO, you're going to want to have a blog post that's going to be almost a transcript. Some people actually transcribe their entire show that's beneficial for SEO value, but if you put it in your show notes, it's going to hurt because you're going to 
feed size is going to be way too big. So you need to know the difference there. If you're just putting a description, you could do that. What many podcasters do is they'll put a separate transcription that they link in the show notes and the sh- and the transcription will link back to the podcast so you have those links back and forth and they'll do one blog article that's a full transcription, one that's just the podcast. Another thing you could do with your blog post is chapters or Colleen and I use Blueberry. Colleen likes to use the skip to. It's a similar thing. Let me explain those differences and then Colleen can explain how she uses skip to. A chapter is basically going to put a marker in your file for your episode so that if the user hits the fast forward button or next button, what it's going to do is go to the next segment. If you have good show notes, your show notes are matching those chapters. So when they hit next, they go to the next part in your show notes. So you want to make sure if you use chapters that you do that. With the skip to, the skip to in in Blueberry, and I think Lipson has a similar thing, what that is a link. And so there you're putting in your show notes a link to that exact time frame so that they click on that in the show notes and get to exactly where they want to go. Now, Colleen, you use the skip to in Blueberry. How do you find it? Well, first of all, it's a short code and we can link um, if you if you use PowerPress and Blueberry, we can put a link in the epi- in our episode notes here, which will tell you what that short code is. And so, for instance, um, we often do question and answer episodes. We get a lot of questions sent to us, and our listeners really enjoy those. And so, um, if we're going to talk about knitting at the five minute mark we can put that short code and somebody can click right on that and they're able to go right to that five minute mark. And then we're going to at the 10 minute mark, you know, or, but if it's the, t- the 11 minute, 17 minute mark, we're talking about crock pot cooking. Cause this is what we talk about on theology gals. Um, then they can, they don't want to hear about knitting. they just want to get to crock pots. Then they can click on the, on the crock pot cooking link. We don't really talk about these things very much. I, I um, want to know then, the theology of crock pots. I want to know. <laughs> you know, there's got there. You probably find a theological lesson in there somewhere, <laughs> but I think this is really helpful because in obviously that's extreme examples, but if we did do an episode and we had a question about knitting and then a question about, you know, cooking with your crock pot, and then a question about how to polish your stainless steel appliances. Somebody may only want to hear the section about polishing your stainless steel appliances. And someone else may only want to hear about crock pot cooking. And so I've even had situations, um, I, I think it's a little annoying sometimes when somebody advertises an episode and they don't talk about that thing until like the end. Um, and they're, not really telling you what the rest of the episode is about. But if I know, um, for instance, another podcast I enjoy listening to does what they call question casts. And um, sometimes I don't want, I'm not interested in hearing the answers to all the questions. So, you know, I'll skip forward myself to hear just the ones that, um, that I'm interested in. And so I think it's a, 
it's a kind thing to do for your listeners to make it easier on certain things. Now, I noticed when I was listening to a true crime podcast that they had one in there. I I mean, it's nice that they did. I don't really think it was necessary because this podcast is one that tells a story. I'm probably not going to skip ahead. Well, you did have an episode you talked about Oreo cookies, and I'll admit I only know of one flavor of Oreo cookies. You went into a whole bunch of others, but that might be something that in your podcast, for example, Theology Gals, you and your co-host usually start with a little bit of banter and then jump into your topic. And so if people wanted to skip the banter part, I I think of uh, The Feed, which is a Libsyn podcast, Mm -hmm. and They'll say, hey, if you don't want to hear our promotional ones, skip ahead a little bit. But they actually have the chapters in there, so you could just hit next and get right past all of that. And that's the advantage, I think, of some of that. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't know why anyone would want to skip our banter, but. um, Yeah, I mean, because Oreo cookies are very important. Yeah. (laughs) Andrew says Oreo funny. That's pretty funny. I'd never heard him say it. And and yes, um, Yes, if you want to hear about all the different kinds of Oreo cookies, you can tune into Theology Gals. <laughs> yeah, I don't talk Oreo cookies on the rap report. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's the thing, though. You know, when you mention different articles, you mention things that you want your audience to follow up on, you want to link different resources. Colleen, you're excellent at doing that you put a lot of different resources because you mentioned a lot of stuff that you've researched and there's one thing that you want to do though when you link a lot of articles to other websites you have no control over the other websites and so what can happen and can hurt your seo that search engine optimization for your website is when Other websites move things around. So you want to be able to check for broken links. Now, in the show notes, we'll include a free website you can go to, brokenlinkcheck.com, and it will help you put your website in, and it goes through and will look for any broken links so you can fix them. Sometimes a website just disappears, And when they do that, well, your link is broken. If you have a broken link, it actually hurts your SEO. So you don't want that. It will create what's called a 404 error. And you don't want that. So you don't want broken links on your site because it hurts your own SEO. So we provide the link so you can go and check your own site and say, oh, hey, look, that website changed. We recently had that with your podcast because you linked many times, Colleen, to uh, another podcast website and they restructured things. You didn't know that and they didn't even realize how that would affect other websites because a lot of times people don't think about that. But because we run this to check for broken links, we're able to identify that and then relink them, find out where the proper link, put the right link in. Right. You know, one thing I I wanted to make sure that I said too is how you do your show notes really is going to depend on your podcast. Uh, We have all sorts, I think a lot of Christian podcasters that listen to us, but not only Christian podcasters, but even within, you know, the Christian podcast community, if we think about our Facebook group, there are so many different types of podcasts. There's some where they're telling stories 
Um, and there's some where they're talking about a theological topic and, you know, like Theology Gals, where we're going to do a lot of links because we're referencing books and theologians and verses and, and whatnot. And they have some that are just interviews. And so how you have your show notes can just vary so greatly. And what I would even encourage, if you're not sure, look at similar type shows, get an idea of how other people are doing their show notes. I know that even for my podcast recently, Theology Gals, um, we're actually going to be changing the way that we're going to be, that we've done show notes just from doing some research and talking to people. And I have someone that's going to be helping out with that. So, um, you know, do some research, see what other people are doing. If you can talk to your listeners, see what they appreciate. That's one thing, you know, I've gotten a lot of feedback when people tell me, oh, I really appreciate that you put all those links in there. That's good to know. So the work that the time it takes me to gather all those together and put that together is beneficial to my audience. And what really blows me away is we have some podcasters in our Christian podcast community that are blind and they do all their editing in show notes, and they can't yeah, see it. Amazing. Amazing. So let's talk about RSS feed size. Now, you have to be aware that the more that you put in to the descriptions of every episode adds to your RSS feed size. And there are different apps that have limits, and so you must be aware of that. Now, one megabyte is the practical maximum, but it's recommended that you do not go beyond 512 kilobytes, which you go, okay, that's 512,000 characters. Uh, Not exactly. Not the way you might think of it, because if you think about the words you type, you do your show notes and you type everything out. But you have to understand that this is being converted to a computer-type language. So if you type something and you put it in italics, well, to your human eye, it looks like maybe 12 characters. However, when you actually look at it in the machine language, it's going to be far more than that because it needs to tell the computer to put it in italics. And so you may have more than you realize. Now, there are some apps, like I said, that have a limit. The reason this can become an issue is the larger your feed size is, some apps may time out in trying to pull the RSS feed, and then they're going to skip downloading your latest episode. You don't want that. So we are going to provide in the show notes a link to the Audacity podcast with Daniel J. Lewis that he had an episode on how to shrink your podcast RSS feed and why it matters. And he goes into some details there. But this is something you have to be aware of. Some people say, well, I'm just going to put the transcript and put everything out there because it's going to be great. Well, you can do that, but be careful. Now, the most you can put in your RSS feed is 300 episodes in Apple Podcasts, which is really the standard, is 300 episodes. Now, if you're going to put a lot of show notes, you may want to scale that back. Now, there could be different reasons to have less episodes that show up. Remember, your listeners can always go to your website and get them all, but if you have a time-based podcast, you're doing a podcast about a TV show. 
Well, not too many people are going to need to go back past an episode or two or three. So maybe if you have five or 10 episodes, that's all you need. And if that's all you have, you can put a whole lot of show notes and not worry about the size. But if you have something like my Andrew Rap Report's Daily Rap Report, which is a two-minute podcast, I put the transcript into that, but it's only two minutes, so it's not a lot. But because they're so short, I have 300 episodes that you can download. Now, I have 400 episodes in total, so I've gone beyond the 300 mark, but people can go to the website and get the others. But the reason for allowing 300 is because they're so short that many people will go back and binge many of them. Now, folks have to go to the website to get the previous 100. That's something that always is the case. And so you just have to know that. Now, one of the things I'm going to do in the show notes is Colleen will add in there some free RSS validators. Why is that important? Those validators will help you in validating your podcast. They're going to put you put your RSS feed in and it's going to tell you whether your files too big, whether it's taking too long to download, whether your cover art is a problem. It goes through lots of different things to examine. And so there's really two or three ones that I use, Podbase, Cast Feed Validator and Feed Validator, but I also included the the W 3C validator in there as well. So you have those. Those are good to go and check. Make sure your podcast is validating and it's good to check in different validators just so that you have the variety. So that's something that you can you can check. Um, I, I mentioned that because, well, Colleen's not so much the uh, techie on that side. but yeah, I, I'm not going to even argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is true. I've some I've somehow been able to create a successful podcast. And I think maybe it's in large part because I have help from people like Andrew and I have um, young adult sons that that and teenage sons that help me. And uh, I, I know a lot about some of the other stuff, but not the technical stuff. Andrew's the expert there. And so. This is something that would help you, though, is when, folks, if you're putting a lot, a lot of show notes in, you need to be aware of that. If you're putting a link in your show notes, just be aware that in your show notes, it shows up. As you'll see in our show notes for this episode, we have cast feed validator. Well, you could look at how many characters that is. However, what that actually is doing under the covers is it's putting all the HTML code to give the link. And so that's probably three times, maybe four times the number of characters than you're actually seeing. So it's something to be aware of. Let's talk about some examples. Now, I think that there are some really good examples. Um, The feed from Libsyn. They have really good show notes. They put a lot in. But you know what the problem I find with it is it doesn't always flow with their podcast. I have a hard time sometimes finding where they are in the show notes. I never have that with the Audacity to podcast. Now, those are excellent show notes, and you can follow that, and it follows through exactly with where he is in the program. Now, one of the shows I like a lot but I have to say they've 
kind of been a downgrade to me because of their show notes is the briefing by Al Mohler. He used to, he basically is a news show from a Christian perspective, and he used to, as of last year, give you all of the articles he was getting his information from. So he'd give you the article, he'd be explaining it, and you can actually go and get those articles. He doesn't do that anymore. Now he does a summary. It's much easier for him for the writing of the show notes, but for me as a listener, I'm not happy especially because he used to do a better job, so now I'm even worse. So be be aware if you're going to do something like that, you, you want to stay with it. Al Mohler had decided to make a change, and he doesn't put those same links in there. Now I'm not as happy with his podcast as I used to be because I was one who used to grab those articles and read through those articles, not just to check what he's saying, but a lot of what he said – I want to research on my own. Some of them became podcast episodes. I want those articles. Now he doesn't provide them. He gives a summary. I'm not as happy. So keep that in mind when you do your show notes. Your audience is going to be checking them out. As Colleen said, some really like to read them. Some don't look at them at all. But those that really want to look at them, if you get into a pattern they build an expectation. Now, you can you can start off with just summaries and then add more detail. That's fine. But if you remove that detail, it can become a problem. Colleen, do you have some examples that you really like of shows that have good show notes? Well, I actually wanted to give an example of not so great and actually can't think of the I hope exact- you're not going to use mine. Yeah, and this podcast called The Rap Report. Now, I can't remember what podcast it was called because it wasn't one I continued to listen to. But one of the problems with the show notes is it was hard to find what I was looking for. And I have a good example of what that kind of looks like. If you're somebody who looks up recipes online sometimes, and my husband and I just did this tonight, we looked up a recipe and it was this whole blog post and the history and blah, blah, blah. And it took forever. It took us a while to find where is the recipe in here? We really want this recipe. And so make sure that you organize your notes well. And so, um, depending on what is your goal with, with the notes. So I think about the podcast generation Y, which is a, a true crime podcast that I enjoy listening to. And I like their show notes. Their show notes are short, you know, a paragraph or two about what it's, what the episode is going to be about. But that's what I like because when I'm thinking of listening to a podcast episode and I look through the Generation Y episodes and is there one I haven't, there's several I haven't listened to, I'll click on the show notes and I I just want a quick snapshot of what they're going to be talking about. And then they'll have after that paragraph or two, they'll have a link uh, maybe where you can read more about the story. And so that, that to me is a good example of of good show notes. Now you can have a show like the imagined life podcast. And don't know if you listen to that one. I love that one, but they can't tell you too much details. And the reason being is the, the whole idea of the imagined life podcast is that this is one where you're a person and you don't know who you are and they go through the life of the person. And then at the end of the show, you find out who you are. Maybe it's, you know, Bill Clinton or whoever, but you don't know who you are. So they can't 
give the details too much in the show notes. That's because of the design of the podcast. But they give you enough in the in the episode to to whet your appetite to know what this podcast is about. Even if they're not going to tell you who the life is about, you get that at the end. So what we've talked about today is we've talked about the importance of your show notes. We've talked about how different applications handle your show notes. The, the differences between doing a blog post versus the description, which is your show notes. The being careful of your RSS feed size and then gave you some examples that you can go check out of different shows with good and, well, some might be bad show notes. I hope not mine. But we hope this was helpful to you. Show notes are an important thing because it is something that your listeners or future possible listeners will check out. People will read the show notes to decide, do I actually want to listen to this podcast? And so they are important for you to take serious. So where have... Oh, we we should actually start with the intro music. <laughs> I was wondering. Okay, sorry. There's editing to be done off, off the bat. If it's an iPhone, it's cool. If you have one of those Android thingamabobs, just throw it in the trash and get another. Okay, I was expecting a comment there. So here's some different apps. Sorry, I had myself <laughs> muted. I knew you were too. I knew you were. Okay. You want to make the comment now? No. Now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> you can make a comment about your garbage phone. I mean, uh, a Google phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't really because my current phone really stinks. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, but not because it's Android, because it's Motorola. <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.